We're holding Maseches Brachos, Perik Vav Mishnaches. It's Brachos 6.8. It's the last Mishnah of the Perik. And this Mishnah discusses the obligation to say the Birkat Amazon, the blessing after eating um, food, the benching. And the word bench is Yiddish for bless, but it's come to mean, of course, the, the blessing one says after eating food. Um, and that is a mitzvah the rice, a mitzvah from the Torah. Now, to understand this Mishnah and the machlokas um, in it, the best thing to do would be to look inside a Chomish inside, um, Perik Ches, Pasuk Ches of Devarim, that's, that's Deuteronomy 8.8, 8, um, through 8.10. Um, so starting with, with, um, Pasuk Ches, Perik, uh, verse 8, um, the, the Chumash is praising the land of Israel, speaking of its virtues, and it says that it's in Eretz Chita Usora, a land of wheat and barley, the Gefen Uteena, the Rimon, of grapevines, figs, and pomegranates, Eretz Zeshemenu Dvash, a land of, uh, olives from which you get olive oil, and Dvash honey, which is a reference to date honey. Whenever the, the Torah refers to honey, it's referring to honey that's from dates. Uh, in modern Israel, it's called Silon. It's available. It's, it's eaten, especially in the Iraqi community, etc. Um, whenever the Mishnah refers to Tavash, by the way, honey, the Mishnah is referring to bee honey. But in the in the verses of the Torah, honey means date honey. So this verse references seven different types of produce by which Eretz is praised. We actually mentioned this a few Mishnahs ago. And there we said that the hierarchy in terms of priority for which food stuff gets the one should make the blessing on depends on its proximity to the word um, Eretz, because the word Eretz appears twice in that verse. Um, but that's not a topic here. What a topic here is, is just that these seven types of foods are foods by which Eretz Israel, Israel is praised. The land of Israel is praised. Then Pasuk Tes, the next verse says, Eretz, it will be a land, asher lo b'miskunos tochalba lechem, um, it's a land which you will not eat in 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 poverty. You will eat bread. Lotech kolba. It um, lacks nothing, or perhaps actually you will lack nothing. Excuse me. You will lack nothing while you are there in it, in that land. It's a land whose um, stones are are iron, and from whose mountains you will extract, you will mine copper. Now, the, the, forget the second half of the verse. The first half of, of verse 9 talks about a land um, where you will eat bread without poverty. Um, and they were focused on bread proper. So verse 8 talks about the seven species, um, which includes wheat, of course. 9 refers to eating bread proper. And then verse 10, Pasagiyad says, Va'achalta, you will eat. Vesavata, you will be satisfied. Uverachta, and you will bless Eshashem Elokecha, the Lord your God, Al Haaretz for the land Hatovar, that's good. Asher Nasanlach that He gave to you. Now, this third verse I read, that's Pasuk Yod, is the source for the Birkat Hamazon that makes the Doraisa because it says Vachalta you'll eat, Vesavata Uverachta you will be satisfied and you will bless. And then it says actually when you look at the blessing there, it talks about blessing Eshashem. First of all, blessing God for the fact that you're Savea, that you're full, but also Al Haaretz, on the land, Hatova, that's that's good. So the Gemara actually understands this verse to be referring to three separate things about which one has to thank God for. The first being the food, 
the second being the land of Israel, and the third being the tova, the specially good part, reference to Jerusalem. And therefore, the benching in Midoraisa, according to the Torah, has three separate components and, and three different blessings. Uh, the first blessing we call Hazan, that's the first paragraph on the food. The second, the Nodelacha al Haaretz, that's on the land. And finally, um, Bonei Yerushalayim, the one who builds Jerusalem, is the third. So the mission, which we'll read in a few moments, refers to benching the full Birkat Hamazon as having three blessings. And those are the three blessings. Now, the main topic of the Mishnah, however, is what necessitates reciting those three blessings. So we'll see that there's a machlokas here. Um, if this, you'll even be satisfied, refers all the way back to two verses ago, eating any of those seven species, which were the first sheets of like Rabban Gamliel, um, or if it refers just to the previous verse, talking about lechem, bread per se, only eating bread is what necessitates the blessing, or perhaps none of the above. Perhaps the third sheet of Rabbi Kiv will be um, that if you eat and are satisfied, regardless of what you ate, um, that would necessitate you to make the full birkat hamazon. So you have three shitas. Um, let's see them inside. So the Mishnah says, it's again, Perak Vav, Mishnah Ches, Brachos, Achal, if one ate, Te'enim, figs, Va'anavim, or grapes. Again, here you see the Vav, according to conjunction, referring to or, not and. Verimonim, or if one ate pomegranates, then Mevarech, Achrein, Shalosh, Brachos. Then one must bless all three blessings, meaning a full Birkat Amazon, Devi Rabban Gamliel, according to Rabban by the way, in case you're keeping count, you probably know that our benching has four brachas, not three brachas. The reason why is because um, after uh, the miracle that happened um, in the wake of the destruction of Betar and the Second Jewish War against the Romans and the Jews who were mounds of, of corpses uh, that, that didn't rot and were able to be buried properly um, after the, the fall of Betar and the Barakah Revolt. So then because of that that miracle that happened, it was commemorated with a fourth blessing called Hatova Metiv, um, on the to commemorate the miraculous um, ability of those of those corpses to not to not rot and get proper burial. So that's a fourth bracha, but that bracha was instituted later on. These Tanaim in our Mishnah, Rabban Gamliel, etc., Rabbi Kiva, these are the Chum of, of Yavne of the generation that came after the first war with the Romans after the destruction of the base of Mikdash and the end of the first century, and the, the Tova Metubrach only comes in the second century of the Common Era, so we're not talking about that yet. In any case, the Mishnah here, first sheet to Rabban Gamliel, says, if you eat any of the seven species, as illustrated by Te'enim, Anavan, and Ramonim, figs, grapes, and pomegranates, one would recite the full Birkat Amazon, because he understands that the Vachalta Vesavata requirements of Pasag Yod refers all the way back to the seven species by which Eretz is praised. Um, as for the question, then what's with the Pasuk Tess reference to bread? So he'll answer that it comes to tell you that when it comes to wheat and barley, if you eat, let's say, puffed wheat, you know, like um, sugar smacks um, or shalva, as they call it in Israel, and it's not baked into bread, not a baked grain, where you've ground it down, destroyed the endosperm, etc. So then uh, it doesn't get a bracha pamotzi, and one doesn't bench on it. It's just a bread priyadama, and, and one doesn't bench on it. One only benches on wheat and barley if it's made into bread. That's his understanding of the reference to bread. The second shita, which is the chachamim, which is the halacha for us, the chachamim omrim, bracha achas main shalosh. They say, in the event you ate te'enu anavim v'remonim, any of the seven species by which Eretz Shal's praise, but not as bread, including figs, grapes, and pomegranates, then one makes a single blessing, rabbinic in nature, which is me'en shalosh, which is a miniature version of the three blessings one benches on. As I said, I can't remember if I ever said it in this concise format or not, um, 
I believe the word me'ain comes from the word from me'ain, from the eye, uh, because in antiquity, there's no examples really where you'd see a miniature version of something, other than if you look, of course, into a, a reflective, um, you know, convex surface, like an eyeball, so then one sees a miniaturized version. So you look at someone's eye, you see a miniature version of you, and that's me'ain, now, I am like a, a miniaturized version down uh, of the full-blown three blessings of Birkat the Mazon. You have a single miniature version um, in the main Shalosh. And that's what we would call al typically. Um, although, of course, al could also be al or al depending on if you're drinking wine or if you're eating fruits, which Eretz Yisrael is praised. And also, of course, there's a bit of a difference if you're eating Eretz Yisrael's produce, then it becomes Peroseha, for example, or Gafna, her, the land of Israel's fruits, or her, the land of Israel's wine that you're praising, um, or if you say al hagefen for just vines and grapes in general, or um, al peros on fruit in general. In any case, the lach is like that sheet of like the chachamim that one makes just a me'in shalosh, uh, a miniature al or al eighth blessing on these seven species. Um, and Rabbi Kiva, Omer, afilo achel shelek. If a person just ate um, shelek, the definition of shelek is a bit contentious throughout the Roshonim, throughout Shas, but we'll go with the Bartanur. We understand shelek means overcooked vegetables. So if one ate an overcooked vegetable, the Gemara ends up saying, we're talking about here like the root, the um, the core of a cabbage, which is filling. And one ate even a, that for his dinner, v'hu mazono, that was what one ate to fill up. Mavarach achrav shelosh brachos, one must do the full benching on any food he eats to, to satiety. Um, according to Rabbi Kiva, meaning Rabbi Kiva holds Bachalta Vasavata doesn't refer to either the Pasik Tes Lechem or Pasik Ches, um, all the seven species, rather, just refers to in general. If one eats and is satisfied and no longer hungry, um, then he must bench Midoraisa. But the Allah, again, like the Chachamim, that only benching happens on on bread. Now, just for a moment, what bread is defined as elsewhere and here is baked grains that are not especially sweet or filled or flaky. Um, that are made of one of the chamishas mini dagan, one of the five species of of grain that the the rabbis recognize. We have Pesach coming up, the same requirements for making matzah, um, and those five species are chita, wheat, saora, barley, uh, kusemet, which is spelt, shifon, which is rye, and shibolet shual, which is lahalacha uh, oats. So if one has um, takes gr- grain. One of those five types of grain and makes them flour, and then from that flour makes bread. Um, that's the kind of bread which requires uh, benching afterwards. And other kinds of grains, like if you make cornbread or rice bread or sorghum or soy or potato, whatever else kind of flours you might find, if you make them something that resembles a bread or a cake or something, there's definitely no no benching on those. It's just the chamishas minidagan, the five species I said before. Those are the breads that one must bench on. As far as the lachas about when it's mazonos for thamotzi and benching afterwards and kaviya suda, etc. These lachas are too complicated to address right here. Um, but obviously, um, very, very briefly, if one eats baked grain to his fill, even if he said it was just mazonos bracha beforehand, like if he eats like a bareka or eats, you know, I don't know what... Uh, chocolate chip cookies. If one eats to satiety, he's full of eating chocolate chip cookies, and the chocolate chip cookies or the barekas function as his meal, even though he made a mazonas on it, he has to bench afterwards because he ate baked grain um, from the five species of grain um, to to satiety, to to sphere. And therefore, benching is required, even if you eat chocolate chip cookies or barekas, etc., to um, to the point that you're that you're satisfied. The mission now finishes up by saying, how shose maim litzma'o, if a person drinks water 
um, to address his thirst. Omer Shakol Nyeb Baro. The bracha beforehand is Shahakol. Um, again, there's the question of its Nihiyah, which means everything came to be, or Shahakol Nihiyah, everything comes to be Bidvaro through Hashem's word. But the point is, if one drinks water, um, he must make that blessing before he drinks. The reason why the Mishnah says Litzma'o um, for his thirst is because, let's say, for example, a person were um, prehydrating before going on a run, but he's not thirsty now. So then he wouldn't make a shakal in that water. If a person's swallowing a pill and he drinks the water to get the pill down, again, not because he's thirsty, then no bracha before the water is required because water has no taste and therefore is not enjoyable. Um, this would not be the case by other, you know, flavored drinks. So if a person, let's say hypothetically, isn't especially thirsty, but he's drinking his Gatorade to hydrate himself, he would make a bracha because Gatorade is flavored. In any case, um, the mission finishes by saying Reb Tarfin disagrees, and he says the proper blessing one recites before drinking water, litzma'o, for one's thirst, is Gorinafashas uh, Rabos, which means what we say after drinking water and other foods, uh, which is um, one, he, he creates the creator of Nefashos Rabos, of many different kinds of living things, Vechesronan, and he, which means that refers to the things that they lack. Hashem creates the things that we are deficient in to supply us with our needs. Um, and Reb Tarfin says that bracha, which we're familiar with as a bracha achrona, is a proper bracha roshona, but of course, as you know, the halacha is, and um, we do not recite that as a bracha roshona. Uh, before blessing, rather, we recite it um, when appropriate as a bracha achrona after drinking water or either, uh, eating other foods um, that didn't, that didn't uh, get a more, the main shalosh or the benching bracha.